keeping it real with that sports pod. Legendary coach rock. Go 17. Let's rock. Who that? Boss kick. Black and gold. Let's go. First and go from the one. Best believe. We go punch. Punching in. Get them punch. With them saints. Watch. Just march. Down the field. Down your throat. Keeping it real. Who? That sports. Breaking news. Interviews. Open lines. Just for you. Call in. Join in. Hell Nation. Just win. B.I. Mount Zion. Coach Green. Oh my. CJ. JV. Trick or trade. Jose. Uh, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby. Uh, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby. Keep it real, family. How you doing? Come on in. It's your boy, Dog 17 But I'm not alone today. You must have been under a rock or something. If you don't know tonight's guest, he's always keeping it real about the New Orleans Saints. So much that some of you want to go back and forward with him because you don't like what he's saying. He doesn't tickle your ears. He gives it, he gives it to you just like it is. Ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming the one and only Mr. John Sigler. John, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, what's good, baby? Thanks for having me on the show tonight. I'm re- re- looking forward to it. Oh, uh, man, again, it's a pleasure. Uh-oh, and y'all know who just popped in. He only he doesn't need an introduction. The one and only, the co-host of the Keeping It Real Who That Sports podcast. I'm going to let him introduce himself for y'all who don't know. Coach Rock in the building. How you doing, Mr. John? Welcome to the show, man. Oh, man, I'm doing great. Ple- pleasure to be speaking with you guys tonight. Good, All good. All right. All right, family members coming in. You know, y'all call him OG. We call him Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry, how you doing? Come on in. Number one Saint fan, how you doing? Come on in. Tory, how you doing? Come on in. Booker, how you doing? Come on in. Dana, how you doing? Come on in. Yeah, everybody who who's coming in now, we want to thank you. Listen. If you guys have a question for uh, for John, remember, it's going to be one question. Keep it to a minimum. We want to get as many people as possible. But with that saying, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with these New Orleans Saints. And uh, first thing I want to get into, John, is uh, one of your uh, most recent articles that you put out dealing with uh, the Sean Payton situation. Now, to, if, to my understanding, I'm glad we got you here. To my understanding, yeah. him, and Mickey, him and Mickey have already spoke. And yesterday he goes on, on Colin's show and says that the Saints will get a mid to late first round pick. Do you have a problem with him coming out saying that and with him saying that he has talked to Mickey and all but assuring that they have agreed to this would be the compensation for him? I don't think so because, you know, I, I think it benefits everybody here to, you know, be transparent about it and say, this is what I'm looking for and this is what you're hoping to get and and, and try and work together as best we can with this um, because, you know, you don't want anybody, you know, playing behind each other's backs or 
send in mis, uh, mixed messages or what, what whatever it may be. So if Sean knows what Mickey is asking for and Mickey knows what Sean is looking for, to me, ha everyone having the same information to work with, to me, that would give everybody, you know, the best opportunity to get what they're looking for out, out of this. So Sean can go where he wants to go. The Saints can get what they want to get. And, and it, it, you know, I'm not going to say it's a win-win because, you know, the Saints are losing here. You know, they're, they're losing, you know, the be the winningest coach they've ever had. But if they can still come out of this with some good draft picks and some good opportunities to make this team better, then I think you just got to got to take what you can from it and uh, and do what's best for your team, you know. Right now, before um I read on um, your oh matter of fact, I'm gonna go to it here. A lot of people were saying that they didn't think that the Broncos had enough ammunition to um to be in the mix for Sean. But from your article here, you, the it says that the Broncos will receive the 49ers pick and as well as the number nine pick from the Carolina Panthers and the number 12 from the Texans. So let's just say Sean decides he wants to go to Denver. Mm -hmm. If you're Mickey Loomis, do you, do you get the nine and 12? I think you asked for them. Well, well so, so just, just to be clear on that, that's what each of those teams has to offer. The, the, the Broncos, they're going to have the Niners pick wherever that ends up being. And then the, the Panthers are at nine, the Texans are at 12. So it, it's going to come down to Sean where he wants to go. But in, in just looking at those picks specifically, that that's not going to be the whole trade, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be one for one there, like Sean for one just one of those picks. I think okay. it'll. I think that's the starting point. Where let, let let's say it's Denver. Let's say he he wants to go to Denver. He wants to wants to coach the Broncos. Okay. I think you get you get that pick from the Niners this year, and then you get some of the Broncos picks this year and next year, because the Broncos they have their, they have their own picks in rounds one, two, three, and I believe four next year. I, I believe they have two threes this year and next year. So okay. they, they, that, that, that's plenty of ammo, you know, that they, they can match what other teams want to do. And if, if to me, that that is the benefit of dealing with Denver, because they're going to they're going to be further back in round one this year than Houston or Arizona is or Carolina is. They're going to have to put more picks on the table to kind of level it out for what the Saints are wanting to get. So let's let's say that it let's say that it, that it's 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 Houston. OK. Uh -huh. And they, they give you a, a, the 12th overall pick in the first round. And let's say that they want to give you a, a single third round pick. And that's it from Houston. Okay. Denver would have to give that first rounder from San Francisco, probably both of their third rounders this year, and maybe their second rounder next year. J just to balance out the difference there, when you look at all these uh, these draft pick value charts where they, they, they assign value numbers to all the different picks and you do the math and see, okay, what level's out here? What, what's the difference? So if it is Denver, I, I kind of like that because you would get so many more picks back, even if they're going to be in later rounds. So, so with Denver, you think the same. So you're saying with Denver, we can recoup the most value in, as far as draft picks than, than in dealing with any other team. Just in the number of picks, probably so. Because if you can get like multiple second and third round picks, to me that's good. Because my my whole personal philosophy to the draft, 
I want as many picks as possible. I, I want to get up to the plate, have as many swings at the ball as possible. I, I don't want to have to say every we we have to get this one pick right. I don't want to I don't want to be in that position. Right. I want to be able to say, okay, we, we have this pick here, and then we still got you know two picks in the second round and three picks in the third round or whatever it may be. Because you look at some of these players the Saints have drafted, you know, guys they found later on. You know, Alvin Kamara was a third round pick. You know, Dante Gardner Johnson was a fourth round pick. So you, you don't necessarily need to put the weight of the world on that first rounder if you know you've got these, you know, at bats coming your way later on. Okay. So let's just say it for I know he's scheduled to meet with, the, I believe, the Texans next. Uh, he's got the Panthers. He got the, the Panthers. Panthers on Friday. He, yeah, he, yeah. He's meeting with uh, Tepper Friday. So mm-hmm. let's say, how would you feel about him going to the Panthers in the same division? Because <laughs> Sean, I think Sean petty enough to do that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm certain he is. Now, me personally, to me, that 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 kind of feels like getting stabbed in the back a little bit. You know. Right. To come back to, to say you're done and then to come back and not just come back, but come back where we gotta play you twice a year for the next you know five, ten years. Like that that does not rub me the right way. I'm sorry. Um at the same time, you know, I I know what Sean is looking for. You know, he he wants to be the highest paid coach in the NFL. And you know, David Tepper, he he might be the only guy crazy enough to do that. <laughs> and I, I I could see it, I can totally see it happening. Now that doesn't mean I want to see it happen, right. but, if, but if it does, you know, you got to think the saints would have them over the barrel with that. You know, you, you got to think you're, you're getting, you know, I, I've been pushing back on this this whole time with the idea that the saints are going to get multiple first round picks for Sean Payton. The, the one scenario I see that happening would be him going to Carolina because that's the, the one team the saints can say, no, we need more from you. And we, we need, we need the world from you. And to make, to make this happen, if you're, if you're going to ask us to let him go, you know, compete with us for the NFC South year in, year out. Okay. And now let's just say, go, go ahead, coach. Go ahead. So coach. just stand where you at with that, John. Let's look at it from, we're looking at it from a business perspective, right? So mm-hmm. what happened with Mickey and Sean being friends and they, they have a conversation. He said, I really want to go to Carolina and Mickey Loomis doesn't ask for a whole lot because of the friendship he has with Sean Payton. Man, I, I worry about that every day. You know, just looking at how these two guys talk about each other, knowing right. the relationship they've had, man, that 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 worries me. And and you know, you you look at these trades Mickey has made, and he has not done a good job getting value back. You know, right, tra- tra- right. trading trading CD Deuce for for pennies on the dollar, and. You know, taking the bait on that trade with the Eagles for the first rounder this year, Philly approached him about that trade and said, "Hey, you want to do this?" And he, he took the bait, hook, line, and sinker, and said, "Yeah, let's do it." And that that and I worry about this with Sean, with him, with him thinking that you know we have to do right by Sean because of what he right. did for us right. and where he did right. his team. And you know, I, I I like to think that you know Mickey is smart enough and that he's been in this business long enough to not do that. And certainly he's been saying he's not going to do that in, in his press conference last week. And when he was on WWL last week, um, he, he says these things, but actions speak louder than, than words to me. And I, I've, I've got to see it. And that, that is something I'm very concerned about. Yeah, that's right. what, that's my biggest concern mm-hmm. uh, with that, that he's going to value the friendship more over the betterment of the team. Yeah. 
Well, being that they've already met behind closed doors and Sean's coming out on national TV and saying <laughs> the Saints are going to get a late to mid-round pick, what else are we to think? They already shook hands behind those, hugged and broke up, and now he's out, he's on tour, deciding where he wants to go. So no matter where he goes, it's, it's, it's etched in stone that the Saints are going to get a mid-round pick or – a late, uh, a late, a late round picking the uh, high twenties, a lower. Yeah, and what that, <clears throat> yes, sir. I think is that he he's not real serious about this Carolina Panthers thing because to me, not ninth overall. That that's not a mid round pick. That that's not a late pick. You know, that, that that's top ten, and that that to me that doesn't fit the description of what he was talking about, and that lines up with what we've heard all along. You know, we we know one of shot besides Mickey Loomis. One of Sean Payton's closest friends is Jay Glazer, who, who he works with now yes. at Fox Sports. Yes. Two months ago, a, a, after the Panthers fired Matt Rule, Jay Glazer said it ain't happening on, with Sean Payton going to Carolina. He says they're going to ask. I, I know they're going to ask, and I, I can tell them right now it ain't happening. He, he said that on, on, the, on the radio in Dallas. And you know, if, if anyone is clued in, it's him. You know, we, Jay, Jay right, right. He, he's ironclad when it comes to Sean Payton. We know who his source is there. Right. So, to me, I don't know that Sean is real serious about this, and and maybe that's why he kind of, you know, maybe he was suggesting a little bit, like maybe that's not too realistic. So, we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, it, it's it's just disappointing that, that, you know, that it's come to this and kind of how it's all shaken out now. All right. So, are the Texans – are the Texans really in this thing? Yeah, I, I think they got a shot just because you know their their the owner that 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 the that McNair kid. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he's rich, he's richer than God, so <laughs> so he, he he can pay Sean the contract right, he wants. Right. But um, but you know, looking at it too, I, to me that doesn't sound like like what Sean is looking for. Where he, where he's talking about, you know, I, I want stability and right. We want a good ownership situation and we want a, you know a, a, a stable front office and. Houston is not any of those things. And I, I see that on the one hand. And then on the other, you know, you look back and, you know, Bill O'Brien ran that town for what, six years, I think. And, you know, no, no offense to him, but he is nowhere the coach that Sean Payton is. And if Houston is willing to, you know, check their egos a bit and stay out of the way and kind of let Sean make those calls, I, I could see that being very you know appealing to him. Because you know he's going to have the second overall pick, he can get whatever quarterback he wants there. He, he it's kind of a blank slate. He, he can build whatever team he wants to there if they're willing. If Houston is willing to make the concessions to him, I, I think they have a shot. But you know, I just keep coming back to Denver. To me, that feels like the spot for him. Okay, and then he has a quarterback to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Broncos do have talent over there, so. I just think they um, came up short, kind of like the Saints came up, not even short, <laughs> just a debacle. This whole entire season was a debacle. Be All right, now I'm trying to I, – I know I'm beating the deal, but I'm trying to understand this draft capital. Cap mm -hmm. um, so Denver. Denver let, – let me bring that back up because I need, I need to see that. Because I, I read it wrong earlier. Earlier I thought that you were saying that Denver had these multiple um, – multiple picks oh I see. It, yeah yeah so i read i read it wrong but you were saying each team you were um just uh mentioning each pick each team um uh, would, would be having 
Um, yeah, you know, I got something else on on on, on the, the the Saints wire with what each of these teams has to trade. Now, uh-huh. I'm gonna link that over to you right quick. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I Dylan was interesting though, man. I mean, cause he has a quarterback. They have receivers. They have a good defense. Um. The thing. So one, nobody, nobody sees the Saints getting getting multiple first round picks for Sean. What about multiple second round picks and third round picks? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's totally possible. I think that's real. That's very realistic. You know, especially looking at these teams who who is involved. Um, you know, Den, Denver has a couple of third round picks. Uh, Carolina, you know, they got multiple twos and threes from that Christian McCaffrey trade this year and next year. So that you know they they could make they can make that shake, um, you know that that would not surprise me at all. And honestly, that's what I'm hoping for because look looking at the Saints draft history, that's when they've done their best work is in rounds two and three here here right. lately. And that that's if, you know if, if it's up to me, that's where I'm going to group as many of these picks as possible. <coughs> okay. Now, yo, what is your grade? For, for Dennis Allen this season as a head coach in the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> uh, you know I'll give him a D plus, uh, and that's just because they won three out of the last four. You know, you, you, you ha- I, I just dropped that link with all the uh, with all the uh, the picks in, in, in the private chat here. So <clears throat> looking at looking at it, looking at everything they had to work with, you know, I don't think anybody, nobody should nobody should have been more disappointed with this season than the saints themselves because they hyped themselves up all summer long saying that we're going to the playoffs and we're going to make a lot of noise this year. And they they just went and tripped, tripped all over themselves. And a lot of that is on coaching, you know, coaching matters. You know, we, we've seen this with look at the Jaguars, you know, look look at them last year with urban Meyer. And, you know, I don't even, I don't even remember who the, who their interim was. And then they then they get Doug Peterson, and it, it's like they they completely turned that team around. And I'm still I'm still salty that that the Saints let Peterson get away. Like to me, that feels like a huge whiff. And that's what that's what I was about to ask you. Is it true that they only did a um, a conference call with this man? They never met when they met him face to face. That, that's what I've heard, you know, and, and look, that's how a lot of these interviews start out these days okay. where you, you, you'll, you'll have that Zoom call or that, that that conference call with the phone or whatever. And and then once both sides know that they're serious about this, that's when they'll move on up to the to the in-person in- interviews. And I, that, that doesn't surprise me a whole lot. But, man, like, why, why couldn't y'all have gotten him in the building and got him under contract? Yes, like, yes. I mean, the man won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and you're telling me that he that he couldn't win, you know, ten games with Andy Dalton or, or Jameis Winston? I mean, yes. come on, come on. <laughs> exactly. And the mishandling of that that, that whole Jameis Winston situation, mm-hmm. I think that that I think that's a red that that's a black eye for um for Dennis Allen the way that he handled that. I think he could have been handled better. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it was messy. You know, look, when Jameis first got hurt, I, I was saying that, you know, they, they need to watch out for him for himself and, and take him out yes. of this game, let him let him get healthy. And, you know, this is why you signed it. This is why when you signed Andy Dalton when you did. The, the Saints signed Andy Dalton last spring. And because they did that when they did, they lost a, a, a comp pick 
for Teron Armstead or Marcus Williams. And Andy is not either one of those guys to me. Like, but the Saints doing that said, so "This is we believe in him, and we're gonna we're gonna put him in there." And so I, I was I was fine with with taking Jameis out, let him let him get healthy, and and then and, and then evaluate things and see how it's going. And I just cannot believe that they watched Andy Dalton throw three interceptions against the Cardinals, and oh, when, when, and at that point, Jameis was not on the injury report anymore. Like, like he, he was not getting treatment anymore, and I cannot believe they looked at that and said, ah, you know, we still think Andy gives us the best chance to win. Like, like that, that's just living in denial to me. And like, like you said, you know, they, they mishandled that situation. I, I kind of feel like that bridge is burnt. I, I'm not reporting that. I don't – that's right. not like um, – that, that, you know, I'm looking at – looking on the – I'm from the outside looking in like everybody else. Yeah, and like we it, all are, yes. It, it just really feels like, like that bridge is burnt and – I, I think Jameis is done here, and I think a lot of that is on Dennis Allen. To me, Dennis Allen never wanted Jameis once yeah. as his quarterback. Look, look. but my, my, my thing is, but when you when you miss on Deshaun Watson, why go and sign Jameis if you knew you didn't want this kid? He mm-hmm. was, from my understanding, Jameis was boarding a plane to go to, go to Indianapolis yep. and sign to become their starting quarterback. Yep. Yeah. 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 You know, no, we, we know that Jameis was not their first choice. My, what I, what I still would like to know is whether he was even their second choice, because I know they reached out to Teddy Bridgewater last year to see if they could sign him. And what I want to know is, did they see him as someone who could start instead of Jameis or were they seeing him as a backup like, like Andy Dalton? And I still don't have an answer to that. And that's something I would love to know. So yeah, you know, I, I don't think DA ever <coughs> wanted Jameis Winston as his quarterback. I mean, we know he wasn't the first option. Like I said, we're still wondering if he was the second option. We, we, right. we just don't know that. Um, but I think he had a real short leash as it was. And for him to get hurt and then and then he wasn't playing too well when he was hurt, which that confuses me too. Like, like how do you not give him a mulligan for that? You know, how, how do you hold that against him? I, I, I don't quite understand. But it, it, it's not how I would have handled it. And, you know, you know. I would, I would, I would love to see, you know, Jameis be healthy and start somewhere and play his best football. And I, I wish it was in New Orleans, but I just don't believe that's going to happen. So let, let me ask you this: Do you believe that Dennis Allen gave Pete Carmichael full reign of the offense? Because I've heard whispers that he was kind of putting his hand in, in, into the offense too. So could it been a scenario where Pete wanted Jameis as his quarterback, but Dennis wanted Andy Dalton. You know that that is a great question, and you know, I, I wish I could. I wish I had a better answer for you than that. Um, it would not shock me at all if Da kind of had his hands in it a bit. I don't know this one way or another, but it wouldn't shock me one bit if that was the case. Because you look at it, you you, you look at what Da says about about what how what he wants his offense to look like, mm-hmm. where. You know, we're going to be kind of conservative and we're going to run the ball more than we pass it. And, you know, we're not going to take, you know, to, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> All right. We're not going to take a lot of shot plays and, and we're, we're, we're not going to be super aggressive. That's Andy Dalton football right there. Man, and, boring. Uh, it, boring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very, very boring, man. It, it's <laughs> let's hurry up and get this game over with is what yes. it is. Um, yes. Now. Let me think here. Now, now, with that said, one thing I'm certain that DA 
involved with was on fourth downs here and how the saints you know they, they were one of the worst teams on fourth down they, they never went for it on fourth down and they, did, they didn't have any aggression any you know killer instinct n- none of that and to me that was kind of a liability for them all, all year long and right. I, I that is something i that you know i put that on da now, we'll, now, we all talking about Carmichael, and we've been talking about D.A. Now, the, a lot of players have accountability for how their season went, too, because a lot of players did not play up to their standards, and yeah. a lot of them simply didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Now, and one of them I'm going to start with, he ain't show up since we done paid him. And I'm talking about Ron Ramchak. I, <laughs> I, I saw I knew, I, I saw on your list you got Trey Andrews Pete. Why not trade Ryan Ramchick? Well, the main thing there is is the money with it. Where you know tr- the the way that that contract is structured. Let me see this. Let me let me let me check my check my books here right quick. Okay. The way the way it's structured here is you're not going to get much in trading. You no, know, Ryan Ramchick as, as compared to to Andrews Pete here. Where let's see. I'm pulling it up now. Okay. Yeah. So let, let's say that we that we trade Ryan Ramchek uh, in in March as soon as soon as we're able to. All right. Before June the first. Before okay. June the first. Yes. Okay. Okay. If you trade him before June the first, that is going to. Okay. I got to scroll all the way down here so that. <laughs> okay. If the Saints trade Ryan Ramchek before June the first, they have to pay an extra four and a half million dollars to do that. The way his contract is structured, um, so you're, you're paying more money to not have him on your roster, and to me that that's just not worth it. When, when you're already over the cap so bad, to me you you, you need to save those dollars. When and I I know that Ramchek has not been himself. He's he's not he's been kind of kind of up and down and, and, and kind of kind of a roller roller coaster like we like right. we in the chat. Um, when he is on, he is still one of the best right tackles in the game. Now, the problem is that we've seen him, you know, be down more often than, than ever before. I, you know, I don't want to say it's the injury because I don't know, but the Saints rested him more often this year than I have ever seen. You know, I, I don't think he practiced on a single Wednesday all year long because they were trying to manage his injuries and trying not to overwork him. And I, I have to wonder if that's a, a factor here for him. So he, he's someone that they're kind of stuck with for another year or so, another another year, maybe two years, okay. uh, depending on what they do this offseason. Um, and, he, he, you know, he's still still a young guy. you, you got to hope he gets his body right and he, he gets back to where he was at. And, well, th- that's where I was going to go because I was saying, not even Teron Olmstead got a Wednesday off every week. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. sometimes he had Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off. Yeah, and he'll just come and play in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, last season, at the beginning of this season, um, he had an interview and he said that he was playing with an injury last year. He was playing through an injury last year, and that he was good to go this year. Because a lot of us were wondering, ever since you got your money, your your play has not has not been up to all pro standard. Your Ryan Ramchek's play has not even been up to a above-average play to me because I know we all know how good he can be and how good he has been. He set the ball on what we expect 
from him when he's playing. And for the last two years, we haven't seen that from him. And it's it, like you say, it could it could be from injuries. Now, my my MVP for the Saints this year, offense or defense, my MVP for the Saints this year is no other than Caesar Ruiz. <laughs> that that is my MVP. He he was the most consistent offensive lineman this season. He was the he he was the healthiest until the the end of the season. Unfortunately, I think he would have. I'm surprised he didn't get in consideration for the Pro Bowl because I think he played that good. What was your thought on Caesar season this year? Man, you know, I'm not ready to say he's MVP, uh, but he's for sure the most improved player th this year. You know, no, nobody got better over what we've seen before than him. Now, I, I don't know if that's on, you know, the coaching change where, where, where they, they brought in uh, Doug Marone as the O-line coach. I don't know if uh, Zach Streif has been doing a better job working with him or, you know, you know they, they brought in Jari Evans back in training camp and, as an intern. And I, I have to think that helped them out because yeah. nobody nobody knows what he's facing better than, than Evans. Than Jari, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, he came out and said it during the, uh, the summer, like how much – um, him working with Jari, with Jari had um, helped him about his hand placement and just mm -hmm. just, just the little things, man. And like you said, it, it's night and day from the the last two seasons. But also, I think it's um, having a full off season under his belt, OTAs as well as the the training camp and the preseason to play. Also, I think yeah, for, for the that, first time, yeah, for the for the first time. So he was he was able he finally get comfortable at being a guard. We because we have to remember, this kid didn't play guard at Michigan. He was a center. Yeah. And you know what the Saints, they draft you as a guard or a tackle, and they want to uh, have you play guard and tackle, sometimes guard and center. Now, go, now you spoke of Doug Marone. I was very excited when the Saints uh, re-signed Doug Marone and brought him back, back in. I thought we'll see a significant improvement in the offensive line. The one disappointment I have is once Trevor Penning got healthy, why did it take to the last game of the season for them to insert him at left tackle, which we drafted him for to be the heir apparent to Teron Armstead and put James Hurst at, um, at left guard, which presumably – um, if the Saints get rid of Pete, will be Hurst's um, position. So, so, what was your thought about that? Their handling of of um, a Trevor Penning this season. Yeah, you know that was something we saw happen a lot this year, where they they had these young guys that you know probably needed to get in these games, get these reps, and instead, you know, you're you're playing veterans over them, and right. you're, you're you're keeping other guys in, in there longer than they ought to be. Um, I was thinking about this in it was the Browns game. They they were playing David Johnson over Eno Benjamin at, at running back behind Kamara. And I'm like, well, what is the point? David Johnson's not going to be here next year. David Johnson, you know, he, he he's as old as me. He, he he's on his way out of this league. Like, right. you know, Eno Benjamin, he's 23. He needs this opportunity. You need to see what you got in him, and whether he's someone you want to bring right bring bring right back with you here in the summer. And instead, they're they're playing the veteran, and I, I think that's because, you know, the Saints they were looking at these as must win games, and right. they, they're not care they, they didn't care about you know get, get, getting tape to look back on later. They, they need this win now, 
Um, you know, I have to think that you know there's a lot more pressure on Mickey Loomis to not bring Dennis Allen back if the Saints finished at like you know five five and eleven or five and twelve or <coughs> something, something awful like that, something worse than, than the record they actually had. So I, I think that's what was going on with Trevor too, where they they, they were. They need they needed a more a, a, that extra push to put him in the game in, in, instead of keeping Hurst in there because they look at if you look at Hurst as you know he, he's kind of steady you know he, he doesn't get embarrassed out there and he, he does his job and he's not he's not super flashy he's not he doesn't have doesn't have a lot of upside but he, he's got that baseline you know right. and whereas with, with with Trevor we, we saw it you know Tre- Trevor he, he was a roller coaster you, you know he, he's out here throwing dudes uh, all, off the field. Blocking in the run, and then he has some no-name pass rusher killing him with an inside move, and it's just like what positive play, negative play, positive play, negative play, and I understand, you know, setting back and keeping the vets in there if that's your approach. It's just not what I would have done because you know I I was looking at it like I, I don't care that we've got you know a four percent chance of getting back to the playoffs here like like the season is cooked and we, we need to be looking at these young guys Tre- trevor needs these reps you know benjamin right. needs these reps exactly. you know, rashid shaheed needs more reps and why, why are we playing Traquan smith over him early on you know and that, that it's not what i would have done but you know that i think I, that that's the approach they took and uh you know ho- hopefully they learned what they need to from it and, and I like I say, I think they mishandled it, especially when and then when Dennis Allen was asked about it, he says, "Well, we've been training; he's been learning one position, and we don't want to overwhelm him. We don't think that's fair for to him, dude. Only thing he's doing is playing the tight end on the heavy position and doing <laughs> what he does best, which is yeah. run block. Right. So how in the hell putting him at left tackle again?" What you drafted him to play, how the hell is that not being fair to him? What's not being fair to him is you not letting him get all the reps he can get. I wanted him to, in that Cleveland game. I wanted mm-hmm. him to go up against the best pass rushers in this league. He needed that. And, and, and when he was in there in the preseason, he had that one bad game against the no-name pass rusher. But every week, the kid got better. No, every, every week out, every performance with the more reps he got. That San Diego game, him and Pete, that entire left side, they were just destroying the charges in the um in the run game. Now I understand that there were guys on there who were going to be working at Home Depot and Walmart, so you didn't <laughs> want to, you know, get get crazy. But it was it still was impressive what they did. Yeah, you know, and um, uh, so I, I just think they mishandled. They, they mishandled him. I think he they should have got when he got healthy. They should have got that kid uh, all, all the roughs that they could have. Um, coach, you got anything for John? Yeah, I got a couple of questions. Uh, my first question: I, I heard uh, Mickey Loomis his final uh, press conference at the end of the season, and he said he didn't want to rush into evaluation of the coaches and the players. And my thing, I want to ask you, John, is he has 17 weeks with his coaching staff. And I didn't understand what you mean you don't want to rush into evaluation. And the question, the first question is, are they going to bring Pete Carmichael back and say, hey, we blame it on the injuries, or is he out of that as the offensive coordinator in your thoughts? 
Matt, you know, again, I'm, I'm not reporting this because I, I don't have that kind of inside info, but I would be very shocked if Carmichael is back. You know, you know, as far as that goes, I would be shocked if both of the the co-defensive coordinators are back too. I, I think the Saints are, are really looking at making some changes there and trying new things and streamlining those processes. And change is coming. They're, they're just, man, they're just taking their sweet time with it though, aren't they? Yeah, that's, and, that's what puzzles me. Why do you know? It seemed like you know what you need to do, so why is it taking so long? And he said, you know, he's not going to rush him. You had 17 weeks to evaluate these guys. Yeah, yeah. I look, I, it's not what I would do, and I, I think it's sending the wrong message. I, I think Mickey Loomis looks at it as we don't want to rush into anything or, or we don't want to give the perception that, you know, we're, we're panicking or that, you know, we're, we're acting emotionally here. He, he, he wants to give the image of we're being calm and collected and focused and rational and really thinking about this before we do anything. And, you know, that's fine if you just won 10 games and you got to the playoffs and you have some success behind you. That, that, that's fine. That's a problem when you when you only win seven games and you're not in the play, playoffs. And instead, it looks like they don't care. And it looks like there's no no sense of urgency. And right. that's the message, you know, I, that's the message that it ends up sending or in, in reading like. And I think they've just got to be more be, be more aware of that. And it, it's it's frustrating uh, for fans. I know it's frustrating for me because I'm tired of writing about Sean Payton every day. Like, like right. there's so much, there's so right. much more. I'd rather I'd, 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 I'd rather us be on top of right now. I, I would love to be writing about all these exciting offensive coordinator candidates that they're interviewing and meeting with, and that that would be so much more interesting to me. Um, okay. But the Saints, they're just taking their sweet time with it. Right. Oh, my next question would be, depending on the Sean Payton situation, what direction do you see them going in as quarterback? Maybe signing like a Jimmy G or possibly just going out and drafting, depending on where they draft, if they can, you know, get a high or uh, mid one for uh, Sean and possibly just starting a rookie quarterback, or do they go a uh, veteran, then draft a rookie and kind of bring him along? Andy Dalton. <laughs> and I, I'm telling y'all, y'all laughing. That man is going to come out before the seat. They're going to resign Andy Dalton. That man's going to name Andy Dalton to start a quarterback New Orleans Saints for 2023. Look, my, my words. I'll I'll say this, there there is a set of circumstances where I would be okay with Andy Dalton coming back, and that that's if he is this you know this bridge QB where you have a rookie, you have somebody to be excited about, and it's only a matter of time before Andy Dalton is out of our lives altogether, and we have somebody new that we can trust. And three games, hopefully. Yeah, three, two, two, two and a half. Um, <clears throat> given that that uh, that Matt, that Mike Glenn that Mike Glennon special, um, <laughs> now, yeah. So the one th there's two quarterbacks I'm watching here, and they're very different uh, passers, and they're both in the draft here. Uh, one is Will Levis. He's the one I know that the Saints are that they like. That they've spent a lot of time looking at him. Uh, that that's been reported. They have been to a lot of Kentucky football games this year with with, with sending scouts and. Jeff Ireland was at a game, I believe, and he, I know that Levis is on their radar. And to me, if you get like like that twelfth pick from uh, Houston, I, I think that's the perfect spot to get somebody like him. He he feels like somebody where going you know top three or top five that may be a little rich, uh, but twelve that feels like the sweet spot 
to me. Um, I'm not a big fan of his uh, because you know it, he he's so erratic. You know he, he he turns the ball over a lot. He 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 uh, man, it's, it's, he wasn't able to use his legs this year, and that that took a lot out of his game. And I don't know that he'll be able to do that in the NFL. So he, he, I'm not really high on him myself, but I know that the Saints have given him a lot of attention. So Will Levis is what I'm watching. Now, if it were me, and if I'm making the call here, I would sign somebody, you know, maybe like Andy Dalton, but preferably somebody better like Teddy Bridgewater to be to be to be a bridge QB. And then I would drive Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee because I. Yeah, that's, that, my that, that's my guy. He, he throws the best football in this draft class. He is so accurate with where he puts it and he, he makes really quick decisions. And you, you're going to, that's what we see these, these uh, rookie quarterbacks struggle with more than anything else. When they get to the NFL, they, they talk about it, about how it's faster than college. And you've got to be able to make, to read the field and make that, make those quick uh, calls and, and make those quick hit passes. And to me, Hendon Hooker is the best fit for doing that. Now I know that offense he plays with at Tennessee, it, it's not a lot of that's going to transfer to the NFL, just as far as how, how wide they spread the field out and how they divvy up the reads and, and everything. But if you can buy time with somebody, you know, like Teddy or Andy or, you know, even Jimmy G, you know, if you can get somebody like that just to buy you some time, let let the, let this guy pick, pick up the pro game, let him pick up the playbook, um, make sure his knee is healthy then, you know, I, I would love that fit. I would love to watch Hendon Hooker, you know, throwing 40-yard passes at Chris Olave in the next three years. So, yeah, that, that was that was my uh, my last question to you. And it's just me wishful thinking. If uh, Hooker was to, you know, get clearance on the, on the, on the knee, mm-hmm. what do you think about Hernan Hooker or possibly Stenson Bennett and also bringing Ty McConkinen as the offensive coordinator? Man, I – I kind of feel like you would have to, you know, you would have to bring someone that Hinden Hooker has worked with before to ease that learning curve as, as much as you can. And I, I'm not saying that as like a detriment to him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, just what he's done at, at Tennessee is going to be so different from what he's going to do in the NFL, you know, as far as what you're allowed to do with the hash marks being different and uh, how, the, how things are structured. Um, he, he's going to need, you know, that transition period and having someone who's really familiar with him, who's been teaching him already for three or four years now, um, to, to me, that would make a world of difference, but I just don't know. I just don't know logistically how well that would work out as far as, you know, w- when these guys are being hired and, right. and uh, what, 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 you know, what the rules say about what capacity you can hire someone as like a consultant and what they can do. So. Right. And what are your thoughts on Stenson Bennett? I don't know, man. You, you know who he r- reminds me of so much is AJ McCarron. And you, you know, you know, look, AJ <laughs> had some games, man. <laughs> you, 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 he he did, he did. And you know, it, it's, it's like that joke you see on Twitter how how Stetson Bennett is destined to just have a bunch of Kia dealerships in in, uh, <laughs> in uh, East Georgia. Um, it, 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 that just kind of feels like it to me. But hey, hey. The, the the kid has played some really really great football for, for Georgia. You know they, they didn't do everything they did if he, if he's a scrub. Um, I, I don't expect a lot of him in the NFL just because guys with you know from similar situations to him are mm-hmm. don't have a great uh, history of success. Um, 
but no, I, I, I could totally, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure some team will give him the shot. If nothing else, sell a whole lot of jerseys. And the last one, a lot, I said, McConkin, and a lot of people don't know he, he's tired at Georgia. You could now, um, coach. You can hear me now? Yeah, now I can hear you. Now yeah, Todd, I, I was mentioning about Todd McConklin being the offensive coordinator. Well, he's the offensive charger. I would love to see him work with uh, Hooker uh, in the Saints uh, organization. I, I really think he would be great because I love uh, – he he uses the tight ends. He does a lot of screens. He, he just – he's very uh, – his offense is wide open. He was in Cleveland – I think 2016, then he went to the college level. But I would love to see McConkney come back to the pro as an OC. Yeah, and the, the Saints, they need some kind of a, of a, a fresh perspective offensively, whether it's somebody from college or somebody from, you know, some, someone else from around the, around the league. You know, um, my, good, my good buddy Ross Jackson, he writes for us here at Saints Wire as well. He, he has been stumping for – Mike LaFleur after he and the Jets uh, split uh, mm-hmm. last week. And yeah. I've got to say, I love that idea. You know, we look, I, I know it's the Jets. I know their offense was, you know, cheeks last year, <laughs> last mm-hmm. year, but you know, we see good coaches leave bad teams all the time. Kyle Shanahan quit on the, quit on the Browns. Yeah. And as I recall, he made like a 40 slide of PowerPoints telling them why they should let to let him go. And I, that to me, that, that looks real similar to what's going, what went on with LaFleur and the Jets, where he, you know, that, that, that they're not going anywhere, and he, he's, he's got better opportunities waiting on him, and he, he you know, ought to go, go and pursue him. And I would love to see him in New Orleans. You know, what Ross and I were talking about this, what I would love to see is the Saints get, get LaFleur as their OC and then draft Tajay Spears out, out of Tulane and have, yeah. have, him and, have him and Kamara in the backfield together in that pony personal. That that would be so much fun to watch. I don't yeah. care how the, the the family know. I've been on the table <laughs> pounding for that. That's who I want. I don't care how they how they they needed that find a way to keep that kid home. Mm-hmm. I'm already calling it. If he's given the opportunity, he gonna show out at the Senior Bowl. And I'm calling the MVP right now. <laughs> I'm calling him the MVP of the Senior Bowl right now. Well, <laughs> and secondly. The Saints gonna need running back, not a running back. They're gonna need running backs because 2023, Alvin Kamara will miss at least eight or nine games. They will come down hard on him. I don't. There is no way he gets through 2023 without being suspended. No, it it, it sure feels like a situation. They're they're gonna make an example out of somebody, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we we know that's coming. Uh, Marcus May is probably going to get suspended too. I'm I'm, I'm just thinking about everything yep. coming down the pipeline here. Um, and you know, AK, you know, he, injuries have been an issue for him these last couple of years. You, you you know, he he missed uh, was it two games early this season, and he missed time last year. And th- th- they've got to get somebody in there. If they, they need somebody they can trust who can be the number two back, and you know, at, at least spell him whenever he, he's getting you know. Just ground up. <laughs> yeah, Mo is done. Mo Gingham's career in New Orleans thing has ended. Yeah. We want Mo. We again. We'd like to thank you for for everything you did for the black and gold. But the writing is on the wall, especially when you needed one yard <laughs> against Tampa Bay. You ran out of bounds. Uh, so just I, I just got one more. Um, right, right, go, sure. 
when you look back at the Saints, and I'm, I'm going to go back to Reggie Bush and the comparison with Alvin Kamara. Reggie Bush and Kamara, would, I, I call them toys because you play with them in space. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the Saints doing the same thing with Kamara that they do with Reggie Bush. They're trying to make them every down backs, and I don't think that's what they're made for. I think they're more where you put them in space and you use them for different type of uh, – what do you want to say? Outside plays, screens, yeah, uh, you know, getting them in, in in disadvantages. But it seems like after a year or two, they try to make them every down backs. And they did this with Reggie Bush, and you got to go back. It was never Reggie Bush. It was Lindell White was the, the thumper. I call him the thumper. Mm-hmm. And Reggie Bush was more you put in space. Even you look at his first year when the Saints lost to uh, NFC Championship game to Chicago, he was more put in space to do things. And then the Saints gradually moved him to every down back, which he's not. He's not going to run off tap. He's not going to run up the middle. And it seemed like they're repeating the same thing with Alvin Kamara. And I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah, man. That to me that feels like that, that feels like a, like a sneaky Pete uh, Car- 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 Carmichael here here where he where he's trying to make this into a uh, you know a one size fits all situation rather than looking at what this guy does well and playing him to his strengths. And we, we, I mean, what, what, what really rubbed me the wrong way was it was about midway, (laughs) midway through the season and AK kept getting taken out of games on third down, out of game on third down. And they asked him about this. They, they, I remember it was a Thursday and they asked Pete Carmichael about this. And they said, why are you taking Kamara out of the game on third down? And he says, oh, well, you know, his pass protection hasn't been very good. He's not picking up the blitz on third down, and we need a different player in that spot. Why are you asking the best pass-catching running back in the NFL to pass block? Like, no, no, that is, you know, that is like the third or fourth thing you ought to be worrying about in that situation, not not the deal-breaker. Like, and and it's insane to me. And for for Pete to have been around here as long as he has and to have seen – this team do as much as it has with so many different players and different kinds of players too, even at running back, you know, right. you, you, you talk about Reggie Bush and we, and we, we got, uh, what was it? Uh, Lendell Hamilton. And we, <laughs> and, and we, we got Pierre Thomas, Darren Sproles, all Chris Ivory, Chris Ivory, Kiri Robinson had some games, man. And you've had all these different players and the lesson all along what Sean Payton understood real well is each of them is good? Each of them is really great at one specific different thing, and right. he's going to hammer you with that until you stop it, and then he's going to hit you with somebody else doing something totally different. And what we saw with the Saints this year and with Kamara is, you know, they, they, they treated it like he was a hammer and every problem was a nail, and that's not what it was. And right. I, I think that's why he had, you know, the least productive year of his career. Well, we got one. We got our first um, call that's going to come on. It's OG Jerry, a.k.a. Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry, are you there, sir? You on with John? Yes, sir. I'm here, dog. 17, how you doing? We're doing good, my brother. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Good to see you, Coach Rock. What's going on, Uncle Jerry? All's well, man. Nice to meet you, Mr. John. Uh, yes, sir. Thanks for calling in tonight. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I do. I do have quite a few questions but i'm gonna compare it all to one i'm gonna combine them all to one if that's all right let's go uh the first uh, well first question um do you think that the saints will i mean with you know with the sean payton thing going on 
Do you see the Saints uh, trading, uh, sending Sean Payton to, uh, to Houston? Because I know Houston got two picks in the first round. I mean, the first round of the this year's uh, upcoming draft. Do you see us uh, getting those two picks? Because we already know that the Saints traded a a tenth overall pick to Philadelphia, and we didn't uh, get get nothing in the return. So, do you see the Saints uh, uh, sending Sean Payton to the Texans? Because the Houston Texans got a first. Uh, I mean, a second. 12 uh pick in the draft. Do you see us do you see the Saints making that move? You know, Houston to me is is a serious trade partner like like candidate here because they have both of those picks. Now, I don't think the Saints could get both could get both of them picks. And the reason <coughs> being, you know, the reason a big part of that reason being Sean Payton is going to want that number 2 pick to get his quarterback because he he doesn't have you know they, they don't have a passer in Houston right now, so he's going to want to have that number yeah. two pick to get whoever he wants. You know wh- whether that's Stroud or whether it's uh, you know Bryce or who, who whoever it may be. Um, that th- that is going to be a, a big time asset for him, and I, I don't think he's going to undercut himself about by, by by you know asking for the moon here in in, in let, letting the Saints get both of them picks. And I, I don't think that's realistic. I do think that twelve uh, that that pick at twelve. To me, th- that would probably be the best pick you could get from Houston. It, well, that's the starting point here. You know, you, you get pick 12, and then you start talking about second rounders and third rounders, and you, you can get more uh, from them later on. And to me, that could be the basis of a pretty good trade package. All right. Um, and there's, there's um, um, Uncle Jerry, there's Houston's um, picks in this year's upcoming draft up, on, <laughs> up right there. So they got – Pick two in round one, pick 12. Second round, they got pick 34. Third round, they got pick 65. And also um, pick 74 from Cleveland. All right, so let, let, let's just say um, Sean decides That's he's going to go. So we know we know there's no way they're going to give up the number two pick. So can Mickey pry away the 12th pick, the 34 and the 74? Would that be, would that be a good haul, John? I, you know, I would love that. You know, I, I think that would be great because, you know, that 34, that's basically a first rounder, you know, because the Dolphins lost because the Dolphins forfeited their pick in the first round this year. That, that's bumping that up one slot. And, you know, that that's almost, you know, a first round. OK. I, I would be over the moon if they could pull that off. I'm not super confident that Mickey is going to do that uh, because, you know, he to me, he just has not done a really good job of these trades lately. And I, I don't know that he, he could uh, finagle that himself. So I would be happy with that. I would be a little surprised if he's able to pull it off. Okay. We got another family member coming in, a.k.a. the scientist. Welcome hey, to the show. You're on with John. A.k. you there? You're probably on mute. Right, well, we'll we'll, we'll come back when you're ready. But well, well, yeah. So, AKA is getting his uh, audio and stuff together. I do have another question. I mean, I just, uh, uh, John, I don't see, I don't see Sean Payton going to our division rival, uh, which is Carolina, because, you know, because I, I, I just don't see it happening. Because if that happens, because you, you, you're talking about playing Sean Payton twice 
in the in the, in the division, and I just don't want I, I just don't want that to happen. So, do you think that might happen or not? Because to me, I don't I, I don't <coughs> think it's going to Carolina, and, and and the Saints got to face them twice. I don't know how many years they're going to give them. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm kind of torn on it because I I could see it one way or another, you know. By the Saints giving him permission to meet with Carolina, to me that says that, that it, it's possible that it that it could happen. Um, just just by because for that to have happened, they they've already talked to the Panthers and said, "Hey, this is at least what we're going to want in in a trade here, and y'all better be willing to pay it." And whatever that is, Carolina has said, "All right, we're we're, we're gained." So I think there's a real chance of it. I don't think it's super realistic. And that's because Sean Payton, you know, he, he hasn't spoken very highly of ownership there before. Um, he, he wasn't too happy with how they handled things with Matt Rule. Um, and, and, you know, that, that, that owner is kind of, kind of meddling uh, there, there. He li- likes to get his hands involved in everything. And he, he's kind of like Jerry Jones, but he ain't won anything. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I don't think Sean would, would really enjoy that. I know he wants to stay out West. Um, he would love to stay in LA, but the Chargers are, are not handling this well neither. Um, Chargers have already backed it out. Backed yeah, out. yep, yeah, and I, I don't know what they're thinking doing that, but what, whatever, man, that's that's their, that's their money. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think Carolina is in play. I don't think it's I don't think it's very very likely uh, just because of the ownership issue there. Um, to to me, that feels like that that feels like a deal breaker with, with Sean Payton. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. AK, you there? AK Scientist, you there? I think he's still on mute. I don't know okay. if we got audio fixed or not. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'll add him when he's ready. But uh, right. so I I'm, I want to look at right quick. I'm looking at this. Um, going back to them because we, we were speaking about the Broncos picks, and uh, I know John really likes them. So John, you the Saints. The Saints would would get the 29th pick in the deal if Sean go, goes there, correct? Almost certainly, yeah. Uh, like uh, that, that, that has to be the starting point for, for that trade. Okay, so let, let, let's say they get the 29th pick. Being that the Broncos don't have a two this year, if if I'm making Loomis, I'm asking for a two next year, and I'm asking for both thirds this year and cash. Yeah, uh, man, I'm, I'm asking for all that, and I want their third next year. You know, you know I, I need, I need, I need it all. Like, gotcha. you, you can't say that you're gonna you're gonna trade me a first round pick, and then it's barely qualifying for being a first round right. pick at, at right. the very end. There, yeah, um, you, you got to do a lot to make up for that to me. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, and before we get out of here, I know you got to go, but I, I, I definitely got to touch on this. All right. These are the players that um that John has as um as um cuts, possible um cap cuts for the Saints this season. Number one on the list, James Winston. Well, we all know why. Um yeah. so the cap hit for James this year would be fifteen million six hundred thousand. Now, so if he's released before June the first, the Saints only say four million. So after June the first, they say twelve. So how, how how does that how does that work, John? Being released before June the first and after June the first. How, how does that? It is after is June the first considered the start of the new um the new season, or, or, or how does that work? 
you, you know, it's something about like the, there's like a quarter shift in the in the fiscal year because you know the the NFL fiscal year starts in March, okay. and that that that's like the turning point there. And what that does is when when you cut or trade a player after June first, you take all that dead money that would be left behind and you spread that out over the over the future years on their contract. Now, Jameis has, you know, several of the, these ghost years that we see all the time right. with, with the Saints written in. And so all that dead money gets spread out and really you save a lot more now. Now, you'll still have that. That money doesn't go away. It's left on the books for next year and some of it the year after that. Um, but you get the money you need now. And <clears throat> so I think that's very much an option here now it's pretty certain that Michael Thomas is going to be a designated as a post June 1st cut. You hurt me right now. Yeah. Listen, John, I got to disagree. I can't, I can't see, I can't see let go good players. I, I hate it. I hate it. And he does not long ago restructured his, uh, his, his uh, contract. To me, when they get rid of, if they trade Michael Thomas, to me the Saints are in full re- rebuild mode, man. I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't. There is no expectation for this team next season. No. Hey, 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 dog. Okay, can, can I interject hey, that? Of course. Because I mean, I mean, John, uh, we we all saw what 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 went down this past season with the wide receivers. I mean, look at, I mean, look how Chris Olave has been balling out, and look mm-hmm. at this, and look at that, and, and the speed of. Rasheed Shahid, I just got to looking at. Shout out to the to the boot tragedy. That dude is just that dude is just phenomenal. When they when he when 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 they called up Rasheed Shahid in the practice squad week six when they played against Cincinnati at home. I, I, when I looked at that, I mean, I'm just amazed. Yeah, with what this guy can do. I mean, that dude did a reverse. And, and and boy got some fast legs too. You talking about? I'm talking fast. And and, and you know who was smoking watching that? Who was you, that? Know, you know who was upset watching that? That was Sean Payton. Yo, man, we finally got one who can do the reverse. We find they finally get yeah. one when I'm when I'm not That's here a, no more. So he got that speed. I mean, I mean, I checked out his highlights and stuff. It was just awesome. Yeah. All right, family. We got um sister Barbara joining us. Yeah, we're we're trying AK again. AK, let's see. AK, are you ready? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Can you can hear you hear now. now. You're on with John. All right. How y'all doing? How everybody doing tonight? Michael Thomas and why? <laughs> oh, don't do me like this, man. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, you, hit, you hit it right there, AK. I'm about to ask the same thing. No, no, don't, mm-hmm. don't, 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 don't do me. Man, like I want Pete out of here, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah look, me too, me too. But, but he, he, look, I, I tell you that I woke up in a cold sweat three nights ago. Okay, it, it's, it's, two, it's two weeks from now, yeah, and good. Pete is still the OC, and right. DA is introducing Derek Carr as the new Saints QB, saying, look, look. Pete Carmichael, he's been here a long time now, and we he, he just needs a quarterback that he that he can trust and believe in. And we, we got Carr and we, and we think he's gonna take us take us a distance. And to me, that would be so dumb and foolish and just, yeah, just hustling backwards. And I can I can see it in my mind's eye, and it, it worries me. Like I, I do not want that in my life. 
Um, but I can absolutely <laughs> see that being what, what we're headed for. Mm-mm-mm. Gotcha. Okay. So now, now I, I, I do have another hold on, question. Hold on, hold on, Jerry, hold on, hold on. Let's let's we gotta get Miss Vogel. I got you, I got you. I'm coming back. Oh, to I know, you. I know. So, so it's more likely that Pete Carmichael returns over Michael Thomas, even with the restructured contract. Because some people don't think Michael Thomas is gonna get cut with that contract. Yeah, and, and I understand that because they can always touch that contract again. And, right. what, and like Mickey Loomis said uh, last week, this is about buying time and 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 getting some uh, flexibility here and let, letting us make this decision later on. Um, but to me, it, ju- it just feels like, th- like this is it. And, and I, I don't like that. You know, M- Mike did everything the right way this year. He, he did what he was supposed to. He, he followed in the, the, the advice of the doctors and everything. And, and he still got John, screwed with that injury. John killing me, man. John killing me right now. I, I, I hope that I'm wrong, okay. man. I hope, I hope you're wrong. Sister Barbara. I got a question. Go ahead. I got a question. Yes, ma'am. Okay. You know that the Saints made the moves that they did over the offseason with an idea toward continuity and making sure that everything you know that was in place was in place last year, that they were going to continue it on in this year. With that being said, do you think, Mr. Siegler, that the Saints' offensive philosophy is going to change with a new offensive coordinator, or will they force SP's playbook? upon whoever they hire if they don't retain Carmichael. You know, I think we, we started to see some new things this year in the run game, especially, where they're mixing in a lot a lot of new concepts. Um, we saw a lot more outside zone than we've seen before and uh, some, more, some more counter. We, we saw some really interesting stuff there. So to me, they, they've kind of already started that. Now, the, the big next step and what, what I feel like they, what I feel like they need to do is get a new OC, be their own brand here. You know, they can't keep being a Sean Payton cover band and without Sean Payton. Yeah, no, they've got to do their own thing and they got to win games on their own terms. And they've got to make do, they got to make, it's not that they need need to make do with what they have. They, They need to max out what they have. And they need to find a play caller who can get Chris Olave in a position to win and get Alvin Kamara in a position to win and make the most of these guys. And I, I just don't see Pete doing that. He had 17 games to do it, and we, we never saw it. So th- to me, they, they have to go in a new, new direction here. I just I just worry if, you know, if they have the guts to do it. Well, Mr. Siegler, it seems like we saw a, a burst from the offense a few games, especially like the Seahawks game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe he, they might have some type of reasoning to bring him back. Yeah, you know, there were some highlights. But it's not consistently, one, though. Yes. Week one, he showed you why he needed to be back. Michael Thomas, week one, showed you why. Man, when, when, when he was bullying A.J. Terrell up and down the yes. field, that yes. showed me all I needed to see. That's but, it. That's it. That's why I yeah, want That's their top corner. Yeah. Man, Falcons fans spent all, all last summer saying, oh, he's a top 10 corner, top 10 corner. And yeah. bang, bang, he, bang. He's got – gives up, gives up two, what was it, two touchdowns in the first game? Two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. The so. points he gave up per reception was like what? He gave up 12 points on what, like three receptions? Yeah. 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 Three first downs too, and um, exactly, yeah. So, man, I w- you know, I would love to see Mike come back and get back to where he was at, and you know, be the player that you know 
not that we know he can be, but who we saw he was for so many years. Like, I, I don't want his career to end with the Saints uh, with, with an injury and going on somewhere else. Um, I would I would love to see him finish strong here and 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 come back. I, it, it it just that just doesn't seem to be the way the wind is blowing, you know. Right now, with your list, there, there, there's two on there I agree with. One, uh, I was riding with this summer, but uh, the punk and uh, the the clock struck midnight. It's time for Traquan to go because he. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it time trick wanted to go. He's a pumpkin again. Yeah. 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 He's a pump. Oh, he's a, Lord Jesus. He's a, pump. He's he a pumpkin he again. Um, what you, you got? You got huh? Hey, I'm listening. <laughs> you know, listen. Will Lus is on your list. Oh, Lord. And Andrews Pete. Why get rid of Pete when he is, he's this year? He played the most games he's played in the last, what, two, three years? He played 11 games this year. Why hey. get rid of Pete? Yeah, he, he played 11 games this year. He only played six last year. I think he played 13 the year before last. So, but, th- but that's kind of the thing with him. Like, like he's never played a full season. He, he never even played 16 games before they expanded the season to 17. And injuries have always been a problem with him. Mm-hmm. And now we're at a point where you actually save more money by letting him go uh, than by keeping him, keeping him on the team here. If, if they use that uh, June 1st designation here, and, and I think they will. Um it just makes sense to move on at this point. You know, you know, he, he's, he's now he, now he's on the wrong side of 30. Now he has all these injuries behind him. And now his contract makes sense for you to, to move on to somebody else. Um, and, and they have players too. You know, you, you got uh, James Hurst uh, has started. I think, I think he started a whole season uh, at guard for the Ravens uh, not a couple of years back. So he's someone who could fill in for Pete at that left guard spot. Um, Calvin Throckmorton is somebody no, they, no, they, they've been John. coaching up. No, 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 I am no, so no, no, no to Hurst, no. no to Throckmorton, no, 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 Listen, and listen, John. Before, listen, but, he's all listen. I already said it, Jerry. Because, but this man has been been riding on the Traquan Smith train for the longest. That's right. <laughs> one of the if one of our so what he can right do now, he he the one that want to call him up and do something. Listen, and he loves some Traquan Smith, bro. <laughs> by re, by releasing, <laughs> by releasing, by releasing <laughs> Andrews Pete, the Saints are are, are the Saints a better team after releasing him? Yes. Oh man, there's no yes, way to take Yes, they're a better team. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Have y'all watched those guards when this man's not in the game? Have y'all they watched the uh, have y'all watched the play when this man's not in the game? And you gonna say that this that this team is better than him? There are a lot of there are a lot of guards in the draft, man. You oh, could get yeah, second, a third round. Yes. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Guard from Notre Dame. They got a guard from Notre Dame might go to the second round. He's a top. They haven't guy. done it I in the NFL. For y'all. I, I, I got a name for y'all at guard here, okay? A, a, a dog okay. seventeen. Who is that? John John got a name for it. I got I got a name at guard here in in the in the second round. Somebody to look into. Uh, USC left tackle left guard. His name is Andrew Voorhees. Get 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 this get a watch. I, I like him okay. Jason. Yeah, I like I like that last name. <laughs> that, that, that's the masked man, y'all. Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, look into too. him. He's well, huge. He's he, he is huge. He is. He is. Brian McGee, Traquan is like that old relative of yours that will never go home. <laughs> listen, listen. Now hold on. Now y'all. That's still my boy. No, no, he just he definitely used wrong this year. Mm-hmm. He was matter of fact, he wasn't used at all properly. Every time he was in, we knew the same was gonna run the ball. Never That's right. man, I looked I looked at that. The man did not run a single route for four straight weeks late four. in the season. Yep. Like like it, it was a tendency every time he was in the game, it was a run. <laughs> uh David, you don't have to worry. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna draft another center uh, or tackle and convert him to a goal. <laughs> I like that guy you that John was talking about, the guy from USC. Uh-huh. I checked him UFC. out. UFC. UFC, uh, SC, South, South California. Oh, oh USC. USC. Did, did, did he play in the Cotton Bowl? Did he play in the Cotton Bowl, John? Against I, I think he opted out. I think I think he had he had like a like a bum finger or something, and it and it didn't play. I think I could be wrong about that, but I don't believe he played in it. Okay. So, my, so, my, so, what, so wasn't John, he that, wasn't he in that uh, the Cotton Bowl uh, not too long ago when they played against uh, Tulane? I don't think he was. I need to look into it, but I don't. I don't think he played think in he that. One. I have to double check and see. So, yeah. John, what do what do you think about uh, Zach Zinner, the guard coming out of Michigan? Man, I haven't watched him a whole lot. I know he was a finalist for was it the Outland Trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, and and hey, you know, look after seeing what Caesar did this year and the jump that he made with Doug Marone coaching him and, and all, all the help from the former players, uh, Street and Jari Evans. Um, I, Look, I'm all for it. You know, look, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, get the best athletes you can and put them in a position to win. And if you could get if you can get a Zinner here and, you know, and give him that full offseason, get, getting coached up, getting that work in, um, le- learning, learning his assignments better, working, working on, you know, his technique. Uh, I, I, I don't have a problem with it, you know, uh, and, and, okay. and to me. And and you know what the, that that speaks to what the Saints and uh, Caesar accomplished this year that, that we can say that and have that kind of confidence in in them now like that that that, that is something as as hard as this year was to watch that is something we can look back on and say they got this right right yeah because he he gives me that he kind of gives me that combo of uh that nastiness like Pen, like uh, Pennington mm-hmm. and also the center and Tampa Bay combined together oh, yeah. Pennington. And the center combined in town. He he has a nasty streak in him. Ryan Jensen, I hate that dude, man. I, yeah. <laughs> he he's yeah. always he's always starting something. I, yeah. I, I, I hate it. And that right, you sure. talking about that? You talking about that guard right. for the Buccaneers? All right, so check uh, and uh, shout out to the Cowboys for sending Tom Brady in yes. retirement. I do want to address and, it and, and sending Thank Tampa y'all. Bay and sending Tampa Bay back to what y'all have always been. Yes. Nothing trash and garbage. That's right. <laughs> no. Nah, nah. let, look, let me. Oh, I'm glad look. you said that. Hold oh, it right oh, there. Yeah, I want to say I'm gonna this. Get I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you right quick. I got this question for um for okay. all y'all. This for everybody. Okay. If Purdy takes the 49ers to the Super Bowl, do do the Saints make a call for Trey Lance or Jimmy G? I think it's Jimmy G. Ooh, he's, he's a free agent. I've already been hearing agent. that stuff about yeah, Jimmy he's a, G. He's a free agent. Man, I'll, I'll say this. There has been smoke around the Saints and Jimmy G for three years now. And yes. I don't know if yeah, there's anything to it, it, but it feels like every October, 
if it feels like three straight Octobers here, we get to that trade deadline and everyone is saying, Oh, is Jimmy G going to be on the move or are, are the saints going to make a move for Jimmy G this year? And I, I don't know if, if that's ever going to actually turn into anything, but it has been, it's, it's, there's just been something to it for too long now for me just to write it off altogether. So John, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Cause we 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 go back and forth here um, with this discussion. A lot of family members think he's not he's not good. Is Jimmy G a good quarterback? Um, <laughs> that, that, that's all I need, right? Uh, or Pelicans. Look, I, I I'll I'll lean to good, but 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 to me. He is what Andy Dalton used to be, where he is like the prime meridian of if you're better than him, you've got a quarterback. If you're not better than him, you need a quarterback. And he, he is right in the middle of that line to me. I think I, I, think I, I keep going. Under, I, know, I keep, I keep going back. I can't see that. He's better. He's way better than Andy Dalton was. He's been, <laughs> two, he's been to two NL, AL, NFC championships. He's been to the Super Bowl. He was an overthrow away from being a Super Bowl champion. And I'll tell you, that that's what I keep coming back to with him, is that and, overthrow to Manny Sanders right, in the Super right. Bowl. I, and and all, I, I still right. see it. And also, he 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 was about to get the GOAT traded from New England to the GOAT had to go upstairs and talk to the owner so he could get traded out. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't be garbage uh, uh, as bad as people want to make him out. I mean, the guy, what, his, his winning record, he has a uh, – what a three to one winning percentage as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he every quarterback in the league throws intercepts. Mahomes throws them. Everybody now, now what's going on in Baltimore? I don't know. What, what, I don't. I personally don't think Jackson's going back to Baltimore. But he did make the right. They're going to franchise him. But he yep. did make the right, the right, uh, the right uh, decision by sitting out. So we're going to get one more question, then we're going to get out, let John get out here, man. Go ahead, Coach. No, I, I'm with the Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is a great quarterback. It's just him staying healthy a whole season is yep. the question. Yeah. 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 Jer- Jerry, don't say, yep, you one of one saying you want a good quarterback, man. Go on, man. What are you, talk- what are you talking about? Y'all get out here talking I'm about just Jimmy, G, Jimmy G. Good talking about, yep, I don't you know. one one talking about, I don't know. Nah, you don't want Jimmy. See, see, how, see how they act, Jerry? See, see how they act, John, when we got company? John family, man. John family. Oh, nice. John so let me, let me let me go this, John. You you say you, oh, you woke up in a cold sweat <laughs> with the trade for uh your boy from uh the Raiders. Oh yes. So would you think oh. the Saints I think it would cost a lot in, in draft compensation for him? You think the Saints would up that up for him? I I hope not, but I, I can see it happening, you know, especially if they do trade Sean Payton. And they mm-hmm. get some more picks, and then they look at it as okay, now we can afford this. And okay. like I, I could see that being, you know, the other shoe that drops as part of that move. Um, and you know, the, the but man, I look at it. I look at what's going on with these trade proposals that go around. And the one I saw for Carr was the Saints trading their second and a third round pick for him. And I'm like. This man's never even gotten his team to the playoffs. He, he, right. It's not that he's never won a game. He, he, they haven't even qualified in, in nine years. And no, they like, went to the playoffs. He, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yes. They, they didn't do nothing, but they but they did get last year. You're, you're, you're right. My, that's my mistake. Um, and 
it's like he, he's had nine years to make something shake and he's got one playoff appearance to show for it. And he, and I, I'm just not convinced that he's an upgrade over Andy Dalton. You know, I mean, look, looking at it, looking at the stats, looking at everything. I, I, I did this when the Raiders benched a uh, car for those last two games. I went and looked at all at the combined uh, passing performances for Andy Dalton, James Winston, Trevor Simeon, Ian Book, Taysom Hill over the last two. I put them all together, put them up against Carr over the last two years. This man threw more interceptions, took just as many sacks, threw fewer touchdowns, and won you know, slightly more games than those guys over the same period. And I just don't okay. see him being much of an upgrade. Okay. Well, listen, family, we want to, first of all, John, we want to thank you again for coming, coming through, spending time with us, man. You're officially family now, meaning you're always welcome. You don't need an invitation. You can pop in and out whenever you want. Uh, we, we, we'll continue to follow you. Uh, let the family members who don't know, Know where we can uh we can find you at, John. Hey, th- thanks for having me again on the show, guys. This this has been this has been fantastic. I've, I've had a great time. It's been l- looking forward to, looking forward to catching up with you all again sometime soon. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can catch everything that we got over at the, the saintswire.com. You can follow me on Twitter. That's uh, John underscore S I G L E R R. It takes two R's. Somebody beat me to the punch on that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Keep up with us. We we got a great team here here at the Saints Wire. Uh, Ross Jackson has been on your show before. Yeah, uh, he's our brother, he, man. yeah, he's one he's one of our big con- contributors. Uh, Matty Hudak yeah. is in the, is in there too. Uh, Dylan yeah. Sanders. Well, hey, we, I'm trying to get mad at Matty. I'm trying to get you come talk about the wave, baby. <laughs> man, I'll, I'll bug her too, man. There's uh, the, the, uh, there's nothing she likes better, and man, she's done great work there. And I'm so stoked to see where, where her her career keeps going, man. Um, we, we got a great crew. We'll, uh, we'll all be at the Senior Bowl in a few weeks uh, co- okay. covering that event. And, uh, th- hey, thanks again for having me. This has been fantastic. Thanks for coming on, Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. We really enjoyed it, man. The family enjoyed it. And, again, thank you. Um, I know you had a busy schedule. And again, much uh, love. Much love. That's it. Sister Barbara said much love. Much love. <laughs> and, uh, and to the family members, to everybody in the chat, to everybody here, if it was your first time here, Hit that like bell, subscribe, and share on your social media platform. To everybody who was in the chat, to everybody on the panel, I want to say thank y'all for being here. Y'all know how we go out. Love. And what's them last words? Who Who that? Who that? that? And we see everybody Friday. We out. Peace out. Keeping it real with that sports pod. Legendary Coach Rock. Go 17. Let's rock. Who that? Balls kick. Black and gold. Let's go. First and go from the one. Best believe we go punch. Punching in? Get them punch. With them saints. Watch us march. Down the field? Down your throat. Keeping it real. Who? That's sports. Breaking news? Interviews. Open lines? Just for you. Call in. Join in. Hell Nation. Just win. B.I. Mount Zion, Coach Green, Oh my, CJ, JV, Trick or Trade, Jose. Uh, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby. Uh, keep it real, baby.